the NetBank Business Accelerator with Cape Talk. Let us make your business more scalable, robust and future-proof. Cape Talk and NetBank want to help you make your business more scalable, robust and future-proof. One of the lucky finalists will win a trip to GroCo in the U.S., courtesy of American Express. We've asked you to go to business.capetalk.co.za to tell us about your business. And we're about to profile one of those businesses. South Africa is finally showing signs of optimism and growth, so there's no better time than now to invest in the country. How? By investing in your business with whole view business banking from Nedbank. Nedbank's data management solution allows you to borrow easily against your debtor's book and release up to 80% of its locked up cash. Cash you can use to secure new deals and grow your business along with the growing economy. Partner with Nedbank today and take your business to the next level. Call 0860-555-333 for more information. Nedbank. See money differently. Right, I, I'm uh, joined on the line by Pavlo Fatidis, who is in our Johannesburg studio. Pavlo, what is the business that we're going to be profiling today? Melanie, we're going to be speaking to Andrew Fenwick from Sadler Belts and Leathercraft. This is a family business that's in the second generation, and Andrew is the succeed the succeeding generation. His father being the founder. What they do is they manufacture belts, wallets, purses that they sell through retailers. And the reason we selected this business is for two things. The first is it's a family business, and we don't have enough of them in South Africa, Melanie. You know, what happens with a lot of these really, uh, the founders of these businesses who broke their backs building those businesses, very often they create a certain impression on the family and the kids. They work on weekends. They work on public holidays. They educate their kids because the businesses do well. The businesses make money. The kids look at this and turn on and say, well, do I really want the same life that my parents had? And with their education, they step into the private sector. They step into the services sector. They go and join the banks and the, the big insurance businesses. And very often, we find really good, solid, solid businesses left without proper succession plans. It's a cost to the economy. It's a cost to the people working there. It's a cost to everybody. So I'm always delighted to work with a family business. The second reason we are profiling this business is because traditionally they sell traditional products. They sell belts. Belts, the belt was an innovation on braces. We haven't since then had an innovation. So how do you compete in a very well-established market, one that increasingly is price sensitive, one that increasingly is less concerned about quality, and one that increasingly has lower barriers to entry for competitors to enter into. It makes for an interesting show. Well, let's bring Andrew Fenwick into the conversation. He is the MD of Sadler Belts and Leathercraft. Andrew, how do you compete with somewhere like China when it comes to belt manufacturing and supply? Hi, Melanie and, and Pavlo. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to speak on air. Yeah, um, China. You know, everyone knows about China. I could you know, <laughs> reel a list off of... Uh, you know, the, the things like quality and uh, quicker delivery and customer service. But I, I think it boils down to, you know, certain things where, <clears throat> you know, you get customers saying, after a few months, our belt has fallen apart. And uh, we say to them, well, then buy a genuine leather, smart or casual belt, you know. And uh, I think it's it's about knowing the brand and knowing your customer. And, uh, yeah, we, we deal in smaller runs and we're flexible. 
And uh, when it comes to the larger retailers, we talk about a few weeks to deliver another few months, like from overseas. So we've tried to play to our strengths, and um, yeah, it's tough. What about uh, the changing nature of, of shopping? What about online shopping? Yeah, online, I think, is, the, is, a, is a great thing, actually, because, you know, so many of us don't have time to shop. And uh, I, I think, in, in a way, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, taken the load off to a certain extent. So I think for, for belts, for example, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a good thing. You've got a lot of variety, but I, I would just caution that you look for genuine leather and something that's likely to last, and you look for the Sadler horseshoe. Uh, for that means quality. We've been around for 28 uh, years, and I suppose for online, another tip is that uh, for pant sizes, if you stay at 32, try and look for a, a one size bigger. We always say so. Go for a size 34. So yeah, I'll just really. add that in the mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard you talking about sizes. So talking about clothing sizes, uh, it's just a, a bit of a tip for for belts, leather belts. Pablo, what does a business like this need in order to get to the next level? I think there are two opportunities here, Melanie. The first is, you know, when we talk cost, I think people really, conveniently very often, because it's a lazy habit, don't look at the total cost of taking a belt from store, putting it onto a shelf, selling it. And I think that the product itself really only makes up a portion of the value. You know, to make a good quality leather belt, yes, you've got to apply yourself. Yes, there are others who can do it too. What's going to differentiate you is your service over here. How do you package it? How do you help it sell off a retailer's shelf? What ranges do you have? What styling do you have? Can you take stock back that isn't selling from one retailer to offer it perhaps to another retailer or into another destination outside of the country? What does your logistics and inventory management system look like? What guarantees can you offer? So I think it's important that whenever you sell something like this, Andrew's got to give a fully-fledged service and alert the buyer to all the value-added benefits that I've spoken of over here. Because once you cost that in, China becomes expensive. The next opportunity, and this is what I'm excited about, Melanie, everything is going onto the phone. I'm working with 31 businesses in the U.S. They're involved in the retail space. All of them have gone mass customization, mass customization. In other words, from the factory floor, all the way into Melanie's phone, where she can select the item she wants, and you can literally craft that item yourself. I think that the belt industry, especially as a man who buys belts once in a while, I buy a belt because I need a new belt. It's an incredibly frustrating experience. Incredibly frustrating experience. So the online opportunity needs to come to life, and I think that Andrew's well-geared to set that up. What business is coming up next, Pablo? Well, tomorrow morning, we're going to look at someone who works in the online space. When you and I buy things that we don't necessarily want, who comes and collects them for us on behalf of the company we bought them from? That's the business we're going to be talking to. Andrew and Pablo Fatidis, thank you so much. Um, remember to listen in when we showcase the next business owner on Breakfast with Kino Cummies tomorrow morning, the Ned Bank Business Accelerator with Cape Talk. See money differently. Visit business.capetalk.co.za for more.